welcome back to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And again, I just, you know what? I feel like what a gift that I get to be talking to these incredible people about their relaunch journeys and share them with you. And this is one that most likely you already know her. And if you don't, after we talk, you're gonna wanna start following her because I follow her and I gotta tell you, I started when we first got on today, I'm like, well, seriously, can we just talk about that picture? And you're gonna hear more about what she's doing in just a moment. But I wanna welcome Carrie Ford to today's podcast. And she is a CEO and founder of Elevate with Carrie. She is a transformational coaching expert. She serves women and gives them where they may not have what they're truly looking for with emotional intelligence. She gets them there. And really it's a whole body health approach. She works with some of the top people that you probably know by name. I'm not going to go into the laundry list, but let me tell you, the names are super impressive. But really what's impressive is this woman, her journey, and what she's going to be sharing with you today. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable, and we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Bootcamp, which is a five-day free event, and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money, and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next bootcamp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So Carrie, welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch. Thank you, Hillary. So glad to be here. What fun for me. So the way I always like to start out the show is we all have relaunches and some are mega, some are mini, but they all impact us and they all end up really forming who we are today. But I'd like you to share your most significant relaunch and the journey that brought you to where you are right now. Yeah, for me, the most significant relaunch was my divorce. Um, that had me come to my knees in a way that I had never experienced before. 
um, and also became such a gift. It had me reevaluate everything in my life, everything, complete 180. If you told me I'd be sitting here right now, having experienced the things I've experienced in the past three years with that being the catalyst, I would have been like, no way. Nope. So can you share a little bit? Cause yes, there are many of us that have gone through divorce. Mm-hmm. There's truly right here. And yet there is something pretty significant about your experience and specifically your journey that has gotten to where you are. So you can be sitting here and talking about it. Can you share more of what actually happened? Yeah. So it was interesting because I know that I was the co-creator in building that life. I was more, about a decade deep into marriage, had been with him for 12 years. I was young, but you know, had a had a sense of self even at 22 when I first met him. We were married at 25. But I'm telling you, it was the craziest thing to wake up after my daughter was born and feel like a switch went on in me that I hadn't even known was there. And I woke up in a life I didn't recognize, even though I had co-created it. And I had all the things. I got to tell you, there are probably so many women out there saying like, you know, who is this? Who am I? Like, how did this happen to me? You know, what am I doing at this point in this body living this life? And yeah, I think that this is probably resonating. I did have those thoughts. I thought, surely this can't be it. But I made myself really wrong about that because you're like, oh, well, I should be grateful. I have so much to be grateful for. I've got all the check boxes marked. And the check boxes at that point in my life were the house, the 2.5 kids, the white picket fence. You know, we had an HGTV renovated house, three stories in, you know, the in-ground pool, all the things. And I was like, I still feel empty. Mm. I feel unfulfilled. And I don't feel like I know who I am in the story that I have created. So I did what most of us do. We start having conversations with our significant other. Hey, I'm kind of feeling this way. Actually, at the time though, I was like, I'm really feeling this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay. Because at that point, the bells are going off. Things are happening. Yeah. Wild alarm bells for sure. And at that point I had kind of explored and navigated different avenues of like, okay, maybe this is postpartum. You know, I've got two kids adjusting to life as a young mom is tough and being, becoming a mother in general is not a gentle journey. Uh, and we all, we don't have a handbook on how to do it. So that was something I explored. I explored even going back to corporate uh, consulting because I thought, oh, well, maybe I just need more you know, financial freedom. Uh, maybe I just need more girl time, girls nights. So, I mean, I explored all these avenues and I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, the common denominator feels like it's this relationship. And the more I started to speak my truth from my experience, the more I realized, well, we're not on the same page. We don't want the same things. We're not even defining how we want to live our life in this moment and, and then in the next in the same way. And I, it just became- Harry, can I ask you a question there? Yeah. It fascinates me because this does happen. Is this mm-hmm. something that you could have potentially predicted or circumnavigated and not had it happen? Like mm-hmm. this idea that, you know, we're not on the same path. 
we're, we don't have the same vision. No, not in my, not in my circumstance. It was never something I could have predicted because I was only where I was in terms of consciousness, in terms of personal development. And I, and that was one of the biggest things that I had to heal through post-divorce in the process of walking through that valley was I'm not wrong. I actually feel that God used this as a catalyst in my life for me to seek him. And so how could I ever be wrong for something that was supposed to happen? Hmm. I think that that is so important for people to hear because we beat ourselves up about why didn't I see the signs or why did I do this? Or why didn't I ask? Or, and you said it so beautifully. It's like, you know what? It wouldn't have taken you where you were on that path, on that, you know, heavenly path, on the divine path. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you got to the point where you're like, all right, Mm-mm. this isn't, I, I can't make it work. Yeah. What was going through your head? I was like, oh my gosh, am I really going to do, am I really going to leave? Am I going to do this? Cause your daughter was how old? Two. Oh, that's a tough, that is, there's some, there's some heavy decisions there. Yeah. But I will say by the time you actually take action in the step of that decision, you have already replayed it a million times in your mind. So in some capacity, energetically, you probably have walked through the scenario of that decision having been made. Um, and, and then at that point, you're usually sourcing, asking friends, hey, is your marriage like this? You're picking up the, board, the, the book about divorce. You're Googling things. At that point, I will tell you, your decision has been partially made. Otherwise, you wouldn't be seeking the answer you already know. That's a really interesting question. So do you believe that once you throw out that thought at the very beginning, it's almost like you're already starting down the path? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think it depends. And it's really circumstantial. And I can only speak to my experience, obviously. Um, I will say I've seen marriages saved and who knows what goes on behind closed doors, but it seems like that it's been healed. And both of them have decided to say, you know what? here's my hundred percent and here's my hundred percent. I'm going to lean in and let's go to therapy. Let's embark on a, a, a divine intervention path, whatever that looks like for them. But both people have to make that decision. That was not my experience. Um, and the other thing, I think it depends on how far you've gone down that path. How detached have you become? Because in my circumstance, I became, I became emotionally detached And I started to grieve the loss of the relationship while I was in it. Mm. So it depends. Right. So it's really about where are you on that spectrum? Where are you from? You had already, as you said, emotionally detached from the relationship while you were in it. So when you finally said, I'm doing it, when you finally were moving on, you had your daughter, how did you then kind of look at this major relaunch that you're going through, how did you set yourself up for success? Oh gosh, it was such a dark time. (laughs) It was such a dark time. And I remember saying, I don't know where I'm walking, but I'm going to choose to put one foot in front of the other. And that's all I know. Just show me the way I will follow. It didn't have to make sense to me. I just let go but I was willing to listen. 
because what else did I have? I literally let go of everything in my physical material world as I had known made me someone or something. And I made it mean something about my worth and measure of success and who I was and how I showed up. And it was none of that. So I was like, you know what? It, it was literally a, it was like a death of life as I knew it. So this is really interesting because you said, let go and just listen. And there's a lot of people out there that in a world of, and, and there are definitely amazing positives around goal setting, result setting, priority setting, objection, you know, or objective setting. But you were, you were kind of willing to just let it, let it go, let it be free, let it play out. Mm -hmm. And for you, how does that tie into today? Because I'm always curious about, you know, where you are today and the silver linings that came from it. How are you with anything around goal setting or prioritizing things? Are you still taking that approach of like, you know, what is that, that uh, Carrie Underwood song, you know, Jesus take the wheel, yeah. right? That's absolutely my approach in my opinion. And now that I have seen the other side of that, like miracles truly unfold because I was listening to where I was always ultimately called. I, what other way is there? We can force, we can try and buy time, we can swim upstream, but we're only ever avoiding the direction we know deep down we're supposed to be walking in. <laughs> How many times have, have some of you maybe listening been like, yeah, you know what? I saw this kind of playing out. If I really listened, I knew it five years ago, maybe in a divorce, maybe in a business. I knew on some level, but if you listened sooner, how how beautiful you would be able to manifest the things in your life at such an exponential level at, at an accelerated speed. And I mean, this is literally what I teach women to do through the principles of intuition, at, you know, by way of using their body to be their guide through eating, but it shows up everywhere. So you're, it's interesting because now your true mission as, a, as you've stated is a billion dollar body is a state of mind. Mm. Help us understand what you mean by that. When we think that our happiness, confidence, joy, peace exists somewhere out there that we're trying to achieve, chase, accomplish, goal set to, uh, in a pant size, at a weight, even in a specific outfit, um, we're giving away our power. Life is just too damn good right now to give anything else away. It can exist right now. So how can we, and this is what I teach, straddle the paradox of being in the state of being of our full worthiness, true confidence, like exhilarating joy right now and continue to walk in betterment of ourselves from a place of self-love. But you Because also that's really the paradox to master. You, you really do such a great job of challenging the social norm of dieting mm -hmm. and saying, can we just stop? Can we just stop that? Because that's not getting us anywhere. It's not serving us. It's that, that sabotage inside our head. Like we're not at that size of gene. We're not at this. We're not at that. And you fully embrace your body. 
you fully embrace that. Can you, can you talk more about what you believe is going on right now with social media and dieting? Mm, what a great question. Ooh, you know, actually it's, it's interesting. Dove has a campaign right now and it's about the filters that are used on social media. I think 80% of girls by the age of 13 are using digital filters and they're calling it digital distortion. Mm. Um, and I'm, I, that's so fascinating to me because it's just a new way that we're still making ourselves not good enough. And I think it's really easy, myself included, to get involved in that. But if we're really leaning into the sisterhood and, and raising each other up, it starts with loving ourselves first because that's the true revolution. And then not comparing ourselves to another woman wishing we had her thing or, or wishing we were like her or oh, we need to be like her. Uh, like what about you know, raising her vibration to support her truly from a detached place? How beautiful that would be because it's interesting. The number one thing that I hear women say when they're like, I might be judged by them or they might think this. I said, who's they, who's them? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know society. Okay. Now ask your body. Is that a masculine energy or is that a feminine energy? And they're like, Oh, that's feminine. We are so scared of other women. We're trying to prove ourselves to them. We're trying to outshine them. And <laughs> isn't it so funny, Carrie, you go to a party and you're not dressing for the guys. You're dressing for the girls, right? You're looking at the girls' outfits. You're looking at, you know, what's going on around. And it's yeah. so true. It's them. It's them. This, yeah. That's so true. Or you go to dinner with girlfriends and the one friend dresses up to the nines and you're like, great. Now I look like crap. And you made me feel, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, where are we giving away our power? Mm. When did that become okay? But even beyond that, Hillary, where you said we're dressing up for the women at the party, And also we're in competition to get the guy, right? By way of- Or keep the guy (laughs) or keep him. Keep the guy, sure. Yeah, that's so- Yeah, and it's really just a patriarchal systemic game. So what do we do? Question everything. Question everything. And you know what? That goes back to, there's a book, The Four Agreements Mm. and, you know, assumptions, right? Everyone assumes- you assume, mm-hmm. you assume, you assume, you got to make sure that you don't, you can't read anyone else's mind. And I, I loved, I read something that you had said about, you really don't know what's going on in anyone else's, you know, mind and their body. And some of, you know, the, the people that you think have the greatest bodies out there struggle with it all the time. I had a best friend who, you know, was constantly, um, you know, worried about her body, worried about, you know, am I, you know, do I look, you know, fat in these jeans? Do I, you know, and it was just like, no, you, you have an awesome body. You're, you know, and I'm like, got no boobs, no, you know, no hips, no, 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 all this stuff, but that's just who I am. Right. And I sit here and I'm like, you know, what did I say to you when we jumped on? I'm like, she posted, Hey, everyone. You got to go back when this airs, go back, scroll through her Instagram. And she is hanging from a tree. And I'm like, 
look at those legs. Oh my God. And her arms and everything. But I, you know, too, we all, you know, it's when you have straight hair and you want curly or when you have curly, you want straight. And what is it? Cause you really help women understand that emotional intelligence aspect of it. Can you share, how do we even get started on this path of it's not IQ, it's EQ? Yeah. The process requires grieving. There's grieving in the growth because we're not who we think we are. And we get to be everything and more of ourselves. And that's what I teach women every day is how to be, they'll say to me, I'm more of myself than I've ever been. And I'm like, and that is the magnetism or the je ne sais quoi, or the, the star quality that people see in others. It's them being them and shining literally from the inside out. But it does require grieving if you are not connected to that self, that truth, that authenticity, right? Because you have to let go of who you think you are and lean into everything that you already are. Well, how would somebody listening to this? Cause it sounds like, first off you say, you know, you gotta be willing to grieve, right? I call it, and we, we discuss it. It's a release. You got to release. You got to be able to do, you know, a big red reset button, right? smack that thing. (laughs) We're resetting. But how, how do you go about that grieving when, you know, we want to put a wall up around Mm -hmm. grieving. Grieving is no fun. No, it's not, but it is the path to liberation. Mm -hmm. It is actually the key to your freedom. Time doesn't heal wounds. Feeling feelings does. How often Can you, not you, but somebody in in general, can you step back into a memory and feel it alive in your body? That's the emotional body, the energy trapped in there. So when I work with clients, we use body speak, which is one of my processes, which is a combination of meditation and somatic work where we go to the places that feel activated and alive in the body so we can free them. Really it's truth seeking and clarity is on the other side of that. But what I mean by letting go, let's say, for example, someone told you, you can't have pizza because you're, you're, you're a big girl on some level that becomes your truth, especially if it's at a young enough age where you can't process what to do with that. This is who I am. So what do you do? You probably find yourself chronically on a diet, self-sabotaging, but it's really self-protection because you don't know who you are without that belief. The belief is I am the fat girl. So what do you do? You take action subconsciously in the direction of staying at a specific weight that is likely larger. You don't actually feel safe to lose the weight. So you won't, but then the diet becomes the thing that you seek, you experience failure, and then it becomes about your willpower, lack of motivation, and you seek the next diet. God, that is That is so 100% true. And as you were even saying that about the pizza, I, um, my, my other sweet grandmother was in a terrible car crash when I was, I think 13 and and died. 
And, but there is a memory I have of her and it was when I was really young. And do you remember Pepperidge Farms coconut yeah. lemon cake? Okay. To die for love, oh, love, love. <laughs> and I had e- already had two slices and I went for a third slice. Now, mind you, this woman was cutting them very chintzy. These were not big slices, <laughs> but I went for the third slice. And mm-hmm. as I was going for it, she literally said, you've already had us in front of everyone. You've already had a second piece. Even seconds are being piggy. Mm. Okay. So that to me kind of for all, I mean, all the, I mean, literally I won't, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Carrie, I never have thirds, <laughs> but I do have to say, I, when I really want something, I'll have to be like, it's okay to have seconds, like go have seconds. It's okay. It's a good thing. But I do appreciate that whole idea of what happens, these stories that we tell ourselves, these beliefs that just keep. And, and as you said, feel the feelings in your body. Mm-hmm. That is such a powerful statement because we've been taught that, ooh, if I have like something in my stomach, you know, ooh, I kind of get that feeling. Or if I have that feeling in my neck or feeling in my chest, well, ignore it. Mm-hmm. Ignore it. Just like move on. Yeah. Come on. And we seek and source that avoidance and numbing you know, I just need to relax. And then the, the gateway to that would be drinking maybe, uh, or a pattern of burning out and overworking and then feeling like I always need to unplug, right? Some other many successful women I work with experience and, and you know, struggle with that, the constant push pull. So mm-hmm. where are we on the spectrum of the two arms? You know, let's live in neutrality and peace because peace is the progress. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. good to be on a swing uh, swinging pendulum of, you know, reaction and avoidance. It's just, it, there's no peace there. No. And so you often talk about intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about how can we be more intuitive when we're eating? Yes. It starts with listening. And I love what you said, Hillary, about I could hear your conscious choice to pause and interrupt your pattern of wanting to go down the path of saying seconds are not okay, but you choose to pause in the moment and say, no, seconds are okay, but it's a conscious decision and a pause, right? So we pause, we make a conscious choice and we give permission. So that is literally how we start to exercise and practice intuitive eating. Um, also really looking at the places where we might self neglect. So I might tell someone that's just starting out, uh, in learning how to listen, where do you self neglect and let's set conscious check-ins throughout the day. So let's just start by having, having an external reminder, perhaps our phone every two hours where you check in and ask yourself a series of questions. Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? And what do I need in this moment? could be going to the bathroom. How many of us sit there and like, I've had to go to the bathroom for over an hour and I've put everything and everyone else above that. No, that's not queen energy. We get to call forth, you know, being out of the self-neglect, starting to listen starts with that. So just the frequent check-ins every two hours is a great way to start. And then if you have further awareness beyond that, you know, you're putting, once you start, you can't stop, right? I hear this a lot. Okay, great. The pathway to integration there is permission. And just pausing, do I want this cookie? I do, great, enjoy it. 
next cookie. Do I want this cookie? I do. Awesome. Enjoy it. And you just keep going in that way. That is so that I'm, I'm laughing because <laughs> a couple of nights ago, I'm on a flight back from San Francisco to Denver. We've just moved to Boulder and I got a big cookie at one of the places <laughs> in the airport and it was chocolate chip. And I had eaten half and I put it away. I put it in between my husband and me. And I kind of just closed my eyes to just do a little deep breath to try to, you know, just absorb what had just happened with this gigantic move I'm doing. And all of a sudden I hear, I hear the cookie being picked up and thrown in, you know, they come by and throw away the, you know, in the bag, like, you know, clean yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I literally looked at E and I said, did you just throw away my cookie? And he said, well, I thought you were done. It's been sitting there. And I said, I took that deep breath again. And I said, please never assume I was done because I would have come back and eaten it. I said, but I am going to say, I'm glad that you did that this time because I really didn't need to eat the other half of this gigantic cookie. But as you were saying this, the intuition of what you are placing, it's like, like what, how are you feeling? I just, I keep going back to your comment. This is so great. And it's something that you're giving us, not this, hey, we're going to try to lose X amount of weight in X amount of time. You're, you're giving us something that is so powerful, not just in our eating, but in our life. I mean, that's a, that is a tool that you can use in your businesses within oh, yeah. yourself. Oh, it's great. Imagine the the self, imagine the woman that trusts herself so deeply and how she shows up in health, wealth, and relationships, mm. because I bet she makes decisions a lot quicker. I bet she knows what projects are for her and what to say yes to and what to say no to. I bet she knows when she wants the cookie and when she doesn't, I bet she knows that her picker is right in relationships. I mean, imagine a woman that trusts herself so deeply. And wow. that is really what we're on a quest to accomplish is permission to listen permission to learn, permission to play, all the things, right? But ultimately self-trust and listening. Self-trust and listening. Okay. As much as I would love to keep going on this conversation, because I do find it fascinating how you have taken an area of life that, you know, everyone has, you know, different things that are going on in their minds and you have incorporated your messages into all aspects of life. It is so great. But now we're moving into rapid fire questions. And one that I have been thinking about as I have addressed my, don't ever try to not give me my lemon cake. Don't take <laughs> away my cookie. I'm like, all I've been talking about is all my junk food stuff. But what is your big splurge? Like, what do you do when you're, you know, do you have anything that you just love to nibble oh, yeah. on or treat yourself all, to? What is that? All the time, but it doesn't even feel like a splurge anymore. It's just like what I eat. So pizza and ice cream, love pizza and ice cream. Mm, what kind of pizza? I just like cheese. Just I do cheese. too. Yeah. But like, like a nice thin crust. I'm from what? New Jersey. Yeah. So okay, I'm not from New Jersey. I'm from LA, but I do love just a good old margarita pizza. Oh, I do love margarita as well. Mm, yeah. So plain, good. plain Jane here. Okay. And then you said ice cream. What's your favorite flavor? 
that one I, I cannot commit to a flavor because it depends on the mood, but I will say I am known for some of the weirdest combinations, coffee, ice cream, and gummy bears, or the flavors that like my kids want, you know, cotton candy, birthday cake, the ones that look like Play-Doh. Now this is funny. <laughs> this is so funny because when you said the whole gummy bears with ice cream, I think of like, interesting, because that would make them really hard. Yeah. Oh, crazy, crazy. All right. I would say, I would say probably like a pralines and cream Ooh. or I'm like kind of that big caramel caramel. I, I can't, I can't pass up a good caramel sauce. All right. And then what's your favorite form of exercise today? Mm. One that's been with me and that continues to be like, I feel it is spinning. I was a spin instructor for nine years, Johnny G Mad, uh, Johnny G Mad Dog certified back in the day when I taught in the celebrity gym in LA. Then I wanted to teach flywheel. I don't teach anymore, but I love it. It's like dancing on the bike. I will forever love riding a bike to nowhere. I have to say the only time I really do really love biking, riding a bike mm-hmm. is I did flywheel and the like music. It. Yeah. You know, one, one time just with a girlfriend and I'm like, okay, that I like. And then I also want to ask you, and this is always something that I find interesting is when you're talking about exercise and how much exercise, you know, they say, um, I think nationally, the American heart association says exercise for 30 minutes a day. What do you really suggest? What do we really need to do to be of good health to ourselves? Two things. The best workout is the one you do. So stop doing stuff you don't like. Do the thing that's fun. Um, and the other thing is follow the flow. Go with the energy. You feel like getting up and moving? Go do it. Put dance in your living room. Go do it instead of waiting for later. Um, because again, you're likely to move more because it's in flow than from a place of I have to, I should. You just, okay. So for one, I have to share a very funny story. I dance every morning when I come downstairs after I meditate, I come down and my husband is sitting there and it really depends on how I'm really feeling for the day or what's going on, the kind of dance I do. And it's not a long dance. It's like a minute dance. And I come in and it's either very exotic or it's like got an African chant to it, or Mm -hmm. it's got like rock and roll. It just really depends. And every morning and the mornings that I don't, he's like, what? No show. Like no show. (laughs) Without a show. So I have to say the top Instagram story that I have done is he grabbed the phone and I did an afternoon dance and he recorded it very short. And I thought, oh, why not post it? And that one was the biggest highlight. I laughed because yeah. And I was, I was doing what I love to do. I love to dance. I'm, I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I love to dance. So thank you for giving me the approval that I'm like, yeah, I should be doing more of that as a form of exercise. Totally. And you gave other people permission to play by you giving yourself permission to do it, which is why it was probably beautiful, the most watched story. <laughs> but I was laughing because I was doing it to like, where we decided to book a trip to Italy and it was that song like, you know, Hello, Americano. <laughs> so I just immediately started to dance. Okay, and last but not least question, which everyone loves, is what is your favorite beauty product, my name? Oh, I love so many beauty products because give me all the glam all day, but I would say my NARS eyeshadow palette 
um, in Renaissance is the colors. Uh, is that more that, natural or is that more like? It's glam. It's got like red. Yeah. I actually have it on now. It's like reds and deep browns and black and a gold. And then it has this like kind of creamy skin tone color, um, like just a so base. It's just, I love it. Yeah, well, it, it is. I get asked all the time, what, how do you do your makeup? You need to do makeup tutorials. And I'm like, listen, I'm not a fashion blogger, but, but I you do could love be. makeup. <laughs> all right. And last but not least, what does powerhouse of possibility mean to you? Oh gosh. If I am really connected to my soul's blueprint, like there is nowhere to go but up and I'm on a mission to build an empire where every ceiling becomes the floor beneath my feet. And I'm bringing all y'all with me. Mm, I'll go with you. I'm there. <laughs> and then how can people get in touch with you and hear more about you? Yeah. So you can find me at Shift with Sanctuary. I'm the co-founder of a retreat series for the 1% woman. Uh, we rent a private island in the British Virgin Islands. So you can find me there. Uh, or you can find me at elevatewithcarrie.com um, uh, or the Carrie Ford, K-E-R-I-F-O-R-D on Instagram. So I am at all of those places. So I love it. Yeah, so love to connect. Carrie, thank you so much for being here, for being so beautiful on the inside as well as the outside and sharing your gifts, your journey, your relaunch. It was awesome having you. Thank you, Hillary. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations. <laughs>